For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. My friends, to episode number 261 of MSR Cast, your heavy metal podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with Sean the Metal Pigeon. Man, I feel like it feels like a month since we've gotten together and recorded. I, I actually think it's been over. It has long over a month. Yeah, yeah everybody's uh, been it's been real busy. Yeah. New job and just life, man. Um, I'm glad we got together tonight, and because a lot of new metal that we're going to be talking about. Um. Let's let everybody know we this little little behind the scenes how the sausage is made type of deal. Uh, we decided we're going to change formats this evening. 
Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Uh, something we've never done before is talk and then play a track and then go right back into to speaking again. Yeah. Because we love to hear ourselves talk, right? Yeah. I mean, also, we're just sort of flying by the seat of our pants tonight a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a couple of the tracks were uh, actually, I reached out to uh, this group that we're in on uh, this metal chat group that we have. And our good friend Justin, the metal detector, and Christian Renner, what uh, we we come up with came up with a name for him when I was on that metal podcast last month. I can't remember uh, if if Justin's the metal detector. <laughs> we got to come up with a name, Christian, because he listens to way more music than anybody I ever known. Yeah, um, great writer, great everything, uh, really good taste in music. So he picked out a couple tracks, and one of them we've never heard before. Neither of us. We're going to go into it completely blind, by the seat of our pants, like you said. I think that's fun. Um, and starting off the show, our guide for this episode, as it is, yes. was Judas. Yeah. Um, North Tales cover of Judas Be My Guide, uh, the Iron Maiden uh, not-so-classic classic. Um, Very, uh, yeah, definitely um, rare track from No Prayer. Yeah. I love No Prayer for the Dying. So when I saw this, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Nobody ever covers anything from that fucking album. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, wait, was it, was it Prayer or was it Fear of the Dark? I thought it was No Prayer. You might be, it might be right. It might no, be Fear might, of the it, Dark. It might, well, hell. Now we have to consult our, our internet. One on of those phone. two albums. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, this was always one of my favorite, uh, like hidden maiden gems. Yeah. You're right. It's from Fear of the Dark. Yeah, and um, but it's it has that no prayer vibe to it. Yeah, no, especially on Bruce's vocals. Yeah, yeah. kind of has that same street street ish attack. But yeah, I mean, I, I always love this song, and I was always a little butt hurt that Maiden, you know, never re- refused to play it, or or not even refused to play it. They just sort of it. Just, it I quite, I mean, they just never acknowledged it really. So it's one of those. Um, songs that i i always felt like well maybe i'll catch a maiden cover band one day and they'll play it live and <laughs> you know i've seen seventh son out of san antonio and um it's not in their repertoire no nope. <laughs> they told me so uh yeah it's, i mean it, it's, it's but cool. north tail yeah. on totally it's totally in their repertoire it's such a great song i just don't get why maiden doesn't play it but you know they're never going to go back and do like a um an era tour for no prayer and fear of the dark. Even though I, I kind of want them to, even if it's only just like, like uh, a small run of shows, just to do it. The early '90s only. I just think that'd be cool, or or maybe just the '90s as a whole. You know, yeah. play some deep cuts from from uh, the the boy, uh, you know, the Blaze era too, which would be cool. So. They've pulled a few songs from Blaze era. Are yeah. you planning to go to see Iron Maiden next year? Because they're not playing Houston. They're playing Austin, and they're like maybe Dallas. Uh I think I would maybe decide the closer we get to it, but yeah. I, because it's the same show we saw in 2019. Yeah, I'm not that inclined to travel for it. But sure, no, I feel you there. I mean, the, the fact that it's in Austin also has it, for me. It's like, well, I, I would drive to Austin. I wouldn't drive to Dallas or San Antonio, but Austin. But Austin and San Antonio are pretty much the same distance. Yeah, but the the quality of the drive from from, from <laughs> to Austin is way superior yeah, than it is sure. to San Antonio. And so. there's Jew Boy Burgers in Austin. Uh, I've never been there. Oh, you need to go there. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. I love driving to Austin, man. It's it's such a nice drive. And you're going through the hill country. Driving to San Antonio sucks. Just 18 wheelers on the road, potholes, and state troopers, and just one straight line in highway hypnosis. And I, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's true. Ninety. When you go up to uh, Austin, which way do you go? Do you go up to seventy one? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Nice drive. Really nice drive. <laughs> one time we were coming back late at night. Me and my wife. This is years and years ago, and we saw a car accident in front of us. So a truck hit somebody on a motorbike. Ugh. So we were like the car right behind us. This is getting really way off topic, but this is it's very gory. Do you remember this, Kim? The the voice in the other room. And we were like one of the only other cars that saw the accident. So we stopped and waited for the cops to show up and all that kind of stuff. Person was not wearing a helmet on the bike, on the on the motorcycle, and brains were splatted out. It looked like a, a heavy metal album cover. And, it really and you did. You guys were how close to this? We were probably one or two car lanes behind. So like when when the accident happened, yeah. you guys were standing there looking at this. No, 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 no. We were driving behind them. Oh, okay. But we stopped, and then we walked over where the cop was to give our our you know what our rendition of what happened, and oh. then we saw like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Not good. They didn't even cover a body up yet. I'm like, okay, can you can y'all cover that up? Well, when I went in 2019 to go see Orphan Land in Tier in Austin, I was gonna. It was the hotels were so expensive there. I was just gonna like, you know, try to sleep in my car and then maybe just like drive back in the middle of the night. And I got to. I started driving back from Austin. and I landed in that Bucky's in between Austin yeah. and Houston. And for everyone who doesn't know, Bucky's is this enormous gas station out here. And I asked the bunch of state troopers who were hanging around out front, I'm like, hey, is it okay if I sleep in the parking lot? And the guy was like, you know, I'd rather have you sleep in the parking lot than have to come get you from a ditch down yeah. the road. So, yeah, I, I, you know, driving late at night, no. <laughs> Bucky's is a mecca on Texas freeways. And they're spreading out, too. So yeah. And they don't care if you Bucky's. sleep in the parking lot if you're just in a passenger car. I, I can imagine. I mean, they have so much room there, you know. Yeah, it's it's huge. huge. Yeah. Best bathrooms in any gas station ever. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. What's cool about, is weird about Bucky's is they do not allow 18-wheelers there. No, which which I kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because well, the thing is, wherever they position the Bucky's, there's always like a truck stop across the road from yep. it. So, yeah. Park your truck and walk over and <laughs> get better right. food. Yeah. The food's delicious. The it's, it's Everything about the place is awesome. Yeah. All right. Not sponsored by Bucky's. Not sponsored. <laughs> but we could be. <laughs> we could be. I don't know. Um, we stop there on every pretty pretty much every road trip we ever do. So yeah, me too. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to get there? I don't know. I don't know why we're going here, but um, I, <laughs> I the kolach, some of the, some of the kolaches are good. You have to know which ones to get. Yeah. Uh, but I really like getting those cups with the cut up sausage. And yes, the, the ch- and the cheese. And the we get that every time. Yeah, me. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That and um, they have. Uh, Fruity Pebbles uh, Marshmallow, like a Rice Krispie bar. Oh, wow. That's really good. Oh, the- The, the jalapeno peanut brittle. Holy fuck. The sugar, right there. The, the cinnamon sugar uh, walnuts the, or almonds or whatever. We get the cashews because I'm allergic to everything else. Yeah. But yeah, this, we had those last time. It's damn good. Man, let's, let's just stop doing the show and just well, we're going drive to down to Bucky's now. now. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right there. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. In our fridge, they have this- I've had It's called before. the Overbite. It's a huge, it's peanut butter covered in dark chocolate. Yeah, it's good. It's like a hockey puck. It's like a pound. Yeah, it's good. It really is. It's really good. Okay, a quarter of a pound, but man. Why are you putting that shit away? What are you doing? No, I don't want it. <laughs> um, all right, so that was, let's talk about North Hill a little bit. Okay. This is a brand new album called Eternal Flame, and yeah. uh, they got that from the Bengals. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. So what, what do you think about the album? 
I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but I, it didn't, and maybe again, I, maybe I just have to give it more time. I, I'm, I'm basically going to append that, um, sort of, maybe I should give it more time thing to every single release that we talk about tonight because yeah. I just feel like, and I'm sure you feel the same way. The, the last half of this year has been so slammed with releases mm-hmm. compared to the first half of this year. I keep it's, it. It's almost been a problem in our metal. Yeah. Agreed. In our metal chat, like. Every every day it was like, hey, check out these five new amazing bands. I'm like, it's like for fuck's I sake, I can't. Yeah, I can't do it, <laughs> yeah, man. You, you get angry. We all get angry about it because it's just like, um, hey, maybe I won't. How about that? <laughs> well, it's when Christian he's like, Carrie would love this, and I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I know Justin, uh, he knows what I like, so yeah. I've discovered a couple really good bands from them recently. Like this band called Anomaly, which we might play. Uh, very enslaved ish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We played a little bit. I was playing a little bit for you earlier, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the new North Tale. It's in that. Uh, I can't think of the guitar. Bill Hudson, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's a good album. It didn't quite grab me as much as the debut did. Sure, but again, but I, it's I, good. I've only heard it in a, a times. in a drought of pow- good power metal this year. It's it one of the standouts. It was one of the, the standouts. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I need to go back and vi- revisit it to see where it fits in my top albums right. of this year. I don't know if it really even does. I mean, to power metal, you had Halloween, which of course we're not going to go there because we're talking about that later. Uh, spoiler alert for our top albums. Yeah. Um, what else was there? Eldritch put a new album out, which is pretty decent. Um, um, Power Wolf put a new album. They're sort of power metally. The Power Wolf album was, I thought, aside from two songs, was pretty. Yep. Bleh. I agree. Uh, and that's the first two songs they put out as singles too. Yeah. Um, what else? Power metal came out this year, man. Um, there was an album by Ominous Glory. This band back in January. Oh, I've never heard of them. I remember really liking that one, but I, you know, haven't listened to that in ages. So I guess that kind of says a lot. Um, Brainstorm. Uh, the the new Brainstorm was a, was one of the more solid records that came out in the year. Yeah. And um, Evergrey put a new album out, which I really. Didn't listen to that much of it. Numenor, Numenor had a good album uh, mm. earlier in the year. What about the new Ord and Ogin? Uh, I wasn't wild on it, but some people liked it. Um, uh, the new Witherfall was pretty good. Uh, Silver Talon was good. Beast in Black put a new album out. Um, Epica, yeah, I don't really consider them. This list I'm looking at considers uh, Yotun as power metal, and I'm like, I don't believe that. I really like that new Epica album, actually. It's good. They just yeah. did a live album version of it. Did you hear that? No. It just came out like last week. I saw it pop up. It was, uh, apparently it was their live stream that they did this this year to promote the new album. They did a live stream because they can't, couldn't play, so they did this live stream, and that's what the new live album is. Okay, so it's not even in front of an audience, I guess. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, Secret Sphere, that was a great record that came out early in the year, Power Me- Italian Power Metal. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was a really good record. Wow, but again, with power metal, I mean, if, you know, these are albums we can only we can count on one hand, basically, as far as being the best power metal. And it was just a down year for the for the genre. That doesn't. I'm not. I'm not taking that as a sign or anything. It's just, I think that you know, the COVID and everything kind of caught up with all the bands and yep. slowed down activities. Yeah, definitely. I can tell you a little behind the scenes. I'll, t- I'll tell you later, but I don't really want to talk about it on here, but. Speaking of power metal, we're going to get into our next track. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, uh, this is one of the bands that Christian is like, dude, 
You're going to dig this. It's very fucking Iced Earth when I don't want to listen to Iced Earth anymore. All right. <laughs> I don't think you've really heard this band. They're called Project Rowan Wolf. I've heard the I've heard the name being thrown around. I think this is something you're really going to dig. So okay. we're going to get into Something More as a track. It's from the album called Edge of Saturn. Uh, we're all going to check it out. Sean's going to check it out for the first time. Yes. And we'll be right back.
So that was uh, very uh, iced earthy, very Ripper Owensy. Um, yeah, uh, I, I get a lot of James Rivera in his yeah, vocals yeah, too. That's true. Um, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I can definitely hear what he what he means about that influence. But uh, it's it. Yeah. So we're talking about Project Rowan Wolf. We just heard the band. Uh, yeah, this is very, very iced earth worship, you know? Yeah. Um, I love the tempo changes in it. I, 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 it's a quality album. It really is. Oh, you heard the entire thing? Oh, yeah. So far? Yeah. Who's in? Is there anyone we know in the band? No, not really. Okay. They are a band. Uh, let's see where they're from. They're from they're Georgia and Pennsylvania, so a mixture. Okay. This is their second album. The first one was out in 2013, so it's been a while. Cool. Yeah. We need so someone to pick up that torch, I guess. They're on Dive Bomb Records, so check them out. I, I really like this album a lot. Yeah. Um, For somebody that sort of given up on Iced Earth, it was nice to have that, that style back in my mind, you know? Right. I don't know. Have you you mentioned earlier you listened to a track from iSurf came on uh, like a like a random Spotify thing and yeah did you still enjoy it yeah I mean I, what what can I do I mean I you know I know it, it's music I've grown up listening to it's like you know you're you can't tell your brain to not enjoy the riff you've enjoyed yeah. so many times so yeah it's weird I mean it felt weird but you know I don't know what what can I do I didn't really I didn't really linger I probably need to go back and you know I took their patch off my jacket right. I mean that's that's a good step. That's you yeah. know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I I I feel like I I think I I even said this when I wrote about it. Um, where I was just like, where did you write about it at? Um, well, the the metal pigeon. It was actually my most viewed. The metalpigeon dot com. Yeah, I mean, you can't undo. You can't not like what you like, even though you have conflicts about it. So yeah, what are you gonna do? I yeah so. I, I like Project Rowan Wolf. I don't know what it means. If you guys out there know what that is from, it's probably from some obscure Dungeons and Dragons uh, role playing like expansion or something. I don't. I don't know. Sounds like a World War II reference or, or, something. or like a Warhammer or something. I don't know because uh, their pol- their lyrical themes is fantasy, science fiction, and politics. Oh, because politics right. is pretty fantasy right right now. Yeah. So not going in there. So that was Project Rowan Wolf. Uh, I hope you guys liked it. Check out more. Inf- and you can go to, I think their band camp is out there. So check out uh, Dive Bomb Records and the album's called Edge of Saturn. So we have something coming up next. Uh, spoiler alert, this album is very high in my list this year. I did not think I was going to love it as much as I have. And... I really, really love this album. We're talking about the new Swallow of the Sun album, yeah. uh, Moonflowers. We we both got shirts. We supported the hell out of them at the show. Me and my wife both got a shirt. Um, I have a a drumstick right here oh. from the band. Nice. Uh, really, really good show. So let's talk about that before we get into the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second show that I've been to this year was... Swallow the Sun. I could not miss their show. Uh, Got there uh, thanks to uh, some of their press people. Got me on the list. So I got to do an interview, which is coming to an episode of MSRcast soon. I had a lot of audio to clean up. Uh, And thanks to a good friend of mine, Christopher Jordan, who is another podcaster out there. He was able to help me clean it up because 
when I got there, I had my my Zoom device and the fucking memory card in there didn't work. Oh no! So I was like, God damn it! So the only thing I could do was pull out my iPhone and go to voice recorder. Only thing I can do. And where we were doing, I was doing the interview with Miko, the the lead singer, and we were right next to a wall, which had an AC unit in it. So it was nothing but a loud hum. And even when I was doing the episode recording and I'm like, this is going to be a pain. It's taken me almost a month to get it to to quality use. So I'm going to release it before the end of the year. The show, the tour is almost over already, but it's going to be a bonus episode because the audio is still not amazing, right. but I'm going to, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to go with it. You know what I mean? Right. It's a great interview. I had a good time interviewing him. Uh, we talked about his love of cooking. We talked about, we talked about, about COVID talked about the new album, we talked about Texas barbecue. We talked about a lot of different shit. It was a good interview. Yeah. So it'd be a shame not to utilize it, you know? Yeah. So we're going to do that soon, but the show, it was Wilderun, uh, Abigail Williams, and then Swallow the Sun. And there was a couple of opening band. Dawn's of D- Disillusion played again. And there was this one band. I made a mental note to remember their name, and I can't remember their name now. They have, they're have they working on a de- debut album. They were just fucking slow funeral doom stuff. Hmm. And it blew me away. I was so happy. I was like, this is amazing. Cool. Uh, they didn't have an album yet. I should have bought like a something to support them, but I didn't. Something I had to remember their name by. I forgot right. their name. Might have to look that up. But I thought they were really good. Um, Dawn, Dis- Dawn of Disillusion. They never disappoint, man. They're, uh Joseph from that band was the touring member from Wolfheart for a while. Right. Yeah. Uh, Wilderun. It's a weird band for this tour. I like them a lot, but you know they're a little bit different sounding when they're live. Because they do rely on a lot of, it's just three people, you know. Uh, oh wow! And they did; they were phenomenal. They were great. Um, but it's very avant-garde-ish, you know, right. m- metal stuff. It's weird to see them live, but it was cool. Then Abigail Williams, I've heard them before, you know, I've listened to them, but holy crap, dude! They really blew me away alive. Hmm. They were so tight. It was like watching Behemoth perform live. That's how on point they were. Drummer, drummer was phenomenal. They actually ended their show. They did like a 40, 45 minute set. They ended the show with about a three to four minute drum solo where the drummer was just playing. The rest of the band had left the stage and the drummer was just up there just jamming still. It's a weird. It was really cool. I've never yeah. seen that before. I'm like, this is amazing. Um, Ken Sorceron was great. The, Gave me a newfound love of the band. It really did. Uh, they, they were just have anything new out, or are they just touring just for the sake of touring? I think I don't know. It's a good question. Um, they might have put an album out recently, but maybe not this year. Maybe last year. What was their sound basically like? Um, just twenty nineteen was the last album. Okay. What are their? What do you mean their sound? Like what are they? I mean, because I, I every time I've seen them, they always sound a little different. You know, I don't know if that's just from- they 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 were very comparable to like Behemoth. Okay, um, there was a little bit you know some thrash elements and like some more death metal stuff, but yeah, yeah I mean, some of it was slow and chuggy, but heavy and brutal, and it was good. I really enjoyed them. Yeah, and then so all the sun came out and just doomed out, man. 
Uh, no keyboard is on this tour. Uh, it was all, you know, I think we saw the last tour was the main keyboardist when they played last time. Yeah. It was like his last tour ever. But I mean, the band was in full effect. There wasn't a lot of people. There was only like 50 to 60 people. Yeah. We hung out with an old coworker of mine. We had a table near, near, like near the front of the stage, which is weird. But it was they they played near the front of the stage. Yeah, so you know there's you know you know how Scout Bar is. There is uh, there was a little bit of a pit area, and there was tables like right behind it. And we were oh, like, oh, they did one of those things. Yep. Oh, I fucking hate when they do. I that. know, um, but there wasn't enough people there to right to not need them. But yeah, I mean, they played a lot of stuff from the new album. Probably like five or six songs. Uh, I enjoyed their their set list. The only thing I was hoping to play they would play was Cathedral Walls, and I was the geek that when they were playing was on <laughs> setlist.fm updating the set list. Oh, hey man, someone has to do it. Somebody got to do it. And I did it. It was fun. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know the song, and I just popped it in there. Nice. It was cool. Um, so yeah, I can I can actually pull up the set list. I can tell you every song they played because. I put it in. Um, <laughs> it was it was a day before Thanksgiving show. It was, and those are always you know a weird thing because like I've been to a couple. The most recent before this year, I, I had gone to see Blind Guardian. Um, they played the day before Thanksgiving a couple years back. Yeah, I remember that, that. I remember that show. Yeah, I mean that was a great show. It was pretty well attended, um, different venue, and you know everyone had a good time, and it was just really festive. And I'm, I'm sure part of that was because it was Blind Guardian and. You know, everyone wants to get have a few beers and sing along, and and it's a spirited thing. Yeah, but you know, the the day before Thanksgiving show is always a, a situation where it's like uh, some people can't attend because they got like family, family shit. And I think that's what probably what it was. There yeah. was a lot of people. So they played Moonflowers, Bloom and Misery, Enemy, Rooms and Shadows, Falling World, Don't Fall Asleep, Horror Part Two, Stone Wings, The Void, New Moon, Firelight. Woven into Sorrow, The House Has No Name, Plague of Butterflies, and then Swallow, Horror Part 1, too. Hmm. It's a good, good, good track good list. Good mix, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, they focused a lot on the new album, which right. I love the new album, so I was okay with that. Right. Um, I, I was hoping they would play the song was uh, Cammy from Oceans of Slumber, because she was there at some point, but yeah, she that, had to leave. Yeah, that sucks. That seems like a missed opportunity. She had to leave. Uh, it was, you know, like like you said, Thanksgiving. But you weren't there. That's true. Where were you at that night? I was uh, across town at the Unto Others show at a different venue. And um, yeah, I mean, I had a spectacular, it was a great show. I mean, like you said, it was like maybe 50 people there. Where did they play? Uh, at White Oak Music Hall. Upstairs, upstairs or downstairs? Upstairs. Upstairs. upstairs How yeah. many, uh, what bands were playing with them? Uh, Night Cobra, who were kind of a localish yeah. uh, group. Um, it's a Christian Larson from Necrofire. Yeah, he's he was doing vocals, and then um, Bo- uh, Blood. Uh, what the hell is that band's name? Isn't uh, Trevi in Night Cobra? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he was there. Really? Maybe he was. Maybe I just didn't. Uh, Bloodstar. I never heard of them. They were cool. They were just kind of like a dirty kind of, uh, you know, kind of sludgy, uh, you know. They were a cool band. Um, Local? No, I don't think so. I think oh, they, were, okay. they were actually touring like on the road with them. Um, but Unto Others, you know, it's weird because I, I, I love Unto Others uh, like just on record and stuff. And um, they're the band formerly known as Idle Hands, for, if anyone's like, what the hell is yep. this band? Uh, they released Mana a couple years ago. One was my sec- my number two album of the year. 
Um, the new album they've released this year, I, I enjoy it. it. I don't love it as much as Mana, but I think that's also kind of an unfair comparison because I don't think you can strike, you know, lightning can strike twice in a row. It's it, This was a good, solid new album. I don't, I don't love it that much. I, There's a couple of tracks that I like, but I, I don't love it. I don't love it, but I, but I enjoyed most of it. And um, my expectation for the band, you know, seeing them live was that they would go up there and be sort of morose on stage and, you know, kind of play into the whole goth rock aspect of their, their sound and their image. Yeah. But, you know, I gotta say like, they came out there and just act and just fucking rock. They, they, they reminded me of the cult on stage, very active, very animated, very kind of crowd engagement. And, um, they played their asses off. I mean, there was, I, when I, when I, this room is so small you can turn around and see the wall and the merch guys like right, you know, ten yeah. feet behind you. But they were playing like the the like the room was packed. They just didn't care, and um, guitarist was super into it. Uh, we, you know, the um, weed singer uh, his name's escaping me right now. I think it's Gabriel something. Um, he did a great job. He was like really into it. Great vocals. They sounded really tight. And I was just kind of blown away. I didn't expect them to be that good live and that captivating. And I had a great time. Oh, and they played a fucking long time, too. They you did, said they played a bunch of covers, too, didn't you? Yeah, they did like a Misfits cover, Halloween. Um, Halloween. And uh, they did a Ramones cover. And um, they played like a song from their demo, too. They just, they're like, ah, we haven't played this one. <laughs> and... Uh, did this like song from the demo. They did a song from the EP they did recently. They just had a really varied set list and someone was calling out stuff too. And they, I think they even came back to do the, that song that someone called out during the encore. And the encore was super long too. It was like six songs long or something. So I found the name of that band I was talking about. They're called Midnight Burial. Midnight Burial. Yeah. Oh, the local band. Sounds like a funeral doom band, right? Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, you were at the show. Yep. And I was at the other show. So it's not like I was shirking my metal responsibility. No, of just, course. <laughs> well, no, don't, nobody's going to think that during this time. I, I, I'm i very selective of what shows I'm going to. I was very salty that I was missing Swallow the Sun. I'll say that because I also love the new album. And, but but my reasoning was just like, well, I really, I, I, Unto Others got canceled for me before because yep. of COVID. I've seen Swallow the Sun like seven times. Like, I'm not exaggerating, like seven no, times No, no, no. When you talked about that in the interview, I said, uh, because this is the first headlining show, you know? They were super excited. Yeah. You know, I was like, I've seen you guys every tour you've ever done. Yeah. I think the very first time was with, was it Orphan Land, right? In Tear, uh, no, who else was it? Um, Finch, uh, Moon Sorrow and... Um, no, it wasn't at that show. Okay. It was Orphan Land, Swallow the Sun, and maybe... I missed that one. No, was it Fitzgerald's? I missed that one. Okay. Yeah, that I was butthurt about that because I missed Orphan Land. That's the first time I'd ever, first and only time I've ever seen Orphan Land. Yeah. Catatonia, that's who it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah thank you. The voice from the other room they... comes in in a clinch. Oh, no, that's right. Moon Sorrow did headline that night. Swallow the Sun was the middle band. Okay. Yeah. So you're right about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little, I was annoyed about that. But, but you know, Swallow the Sun, I just kind of figured I've seen them so often. Chances are they'll be back next year. Oh, they will. So they will. Yeah, and I will be there. So, yeah, it was a good time. I, I bought a couple shirts and got a drumstick, and you know, just had a good time. Yeah, did a great interview, uh, which will be coming soon. Trust me. Yeah, um, I'm excited for everybody to hear it now. 
I don't do it very, I don't, I don't have time to do a lot of interviews. So right. it was, it was sort of like getting back on a bike for me. I'm like, um, yeah, I was trying not to be the, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, you're my favorite band dude during the interview. You know what I mean? Right. But I sort of, it sort of came out a little bit. God, think about how easy it is to do them now, like, relative, like, just technically. Yeah. Just over Skype or whatever, Zoom. Yeah. Compared to how it used to be where you had to do the call, the phone yeah, call yeah. stuff. I, I I had this adapter that I had to buy right. from Radio Shack yeah, yeah, that yeah. converted, like, it took your audio signal out to a 1-8-inch plug. Yeah. Like, I plugged that into a, a tape recorder. Yeah. Geez. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day, man. Yeah. Uh, speaking of... Uh, as we record this, it's the anniversary of the the passing of Chuck Schuldiner, as oh, well wow. as Worrell Dane. It's Jeez. been four years since Worrell and ten years since Chuck. Can't believe it. Um, before we move on, speaking of people that have passed, uh, anybody that knows me, I have no, I don't hide my my love of the band The Monkees. Mm-hmm. No, everybody knows that. Um, and literally, one of my favorite people in the world, my uh, one of my idols, passed away last Friday. That's Michael Nesmus from the Monkees. Oh shit! Really? You didn't know that? No. Oh wow, dude. Whoa. Yeah. So it hit me hard, man. It was it was a uh, it was a very emotional day for me, which is weird to say. Somebody I don't really know. I've met him once, and I've yeah. seen him live a few times, but. He was a very important person to me, uh, just as a musician, as a person. Um, I was I was thinking about it. There's there's like four people that I've actually idolized this way they they are as people. One was Michael Nesmus. Uh, one one was Anthony Bourdain, and then two of them are actually alive: <laughs> uh, Ariane Lukinson and Devin Townsend. Yeah, I idolize these people as living unfortunately some not living anymore idols of mine and it's funny when i posted about that on facebook the other day it automatically tagged Aryan because i guess i've tagged him before and he responded to it wow <laughs> he's like oh he's like oh, it's, he said something about that's great to hear i love the monkeys uh, too and it was so cool because he's he's covered monkeys before in uh, his solo stuff so yeah um but yeah it's that hit me hard dude i had a i I literally had to take a, a mental health half a day from work. I was like, right. I can't, couldn't deal with people. I was just like, I'm done. I, I had to go home. And my boss actually understood because huh. I called him. I'm like, hey, can I? He's like, yeah, take the rest of the day off. Wow. It was, I mean, it, it's that important to me. I, I remember, you know, I, and I told you this before, but when Dio passed away, I yeah. had a hard time that day. Yes. I, couldn't, I couldn't even explain it to myself. I was just like, oh, fuck everything. This sucks. Yes, that's how <laughs> I felt, dude. And I just did a, uh, there's another friend of mine, he has, uh, they have a show called Skywalking Through Neverland where they talk about Disney and like, uh, you know, uh, Star Wars and all that stuff. But the guy is also a huge monkeys nerd like me, and he invited me on the show earlier tonight. So I I did a, a little tribute to Michael Nesmus hmm. there too. And I was trying to look for a song that would sort of work here to play on MSRcast, but there really isn't any, anything because all the the heavy versions of Monkey songs, I guess I could have done like Ludacris, Last Train to Clarksville, but um, they never they're, they weren't, weren't written by Nez. Right. So I was trying to find something. It just didn't really fit, but... Right. Um, yeah, it was just a really sad day for me. I, I mean, I can admit I'm lucky enough. I've actually got to meet the guy 
and I got to see him live at least three times during my life. Pretty so. recently, too. Actually. As recently as September, right. actually. Yeah. You could tell, we went to that September show in San Antonio, you could tell he was not doing well. Yeah. He was frail. He was forgetting things, and, you know, I mean, the dude suffered a quadruple bypass, like, in 2018, then went on a tour. Right. So... Got to give him respect. He's a he's a pioneer. He's not, we didn't lose somebody that's in the monkeys. We lost somebody that was a pioneer in so many things. He basically created country rock. He uh, was one of the you know. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have MTV. Well, good or bad, there. <laughs> right. But uh, he was just he was he was just such a, a witty and sardonic you know sense of humor. Um, just a really interesting, really interesting person. And it's, it's a sad, sad saying for, for me personally to, to lose him. But, you know, it sucks, man, but it is what it is. Right. You can't prevent that kind of stuff. You know, it just happens. Just have to, yeah. But I wasn't expecting it quick. I know he wasn't doing well, but you're never ready for those things. Apparently, a few days before he passed, he went into hospice care, according to Mickey Dolan, who's the only remaining monkey. Right. So, yeah, he's like, he even said, he's like, yeah, once that happens, it's just a matter of time. So. So I guess effectively the monkeys as an inst- as a working institution is done. It's, it's done. Yeah. The, well, this last tour was the last tour. The last tour, yeah. And luckily it just worked out that... You know, they were planning their, it was 2019, it was supposed to be the 50th anniversary. Right. But then uh, 2020 hit and all the shows got canceled. Right. They got rescheduled at one point and then canceled and then moved into 2021, late into 2021. And thankfully it happened and he wasn't doing well when the sh- the tour and touring is hard, especially when you're like 78, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And he got out there and, you know, did what he could every night and you got to give him credit for that, man. Yeah. He was there for his fans. That's right. it. Yeah. So, I mean, push me out there at 78. If I had, if I was out like that, you know. Right. Push me in front of a microphone when I'm 78. We'll do a last episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. That's, I don't want to say that. That's it's a bummer. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, I did not, I did not know you didn't know. Oh, I just, I guess I haven't been paying attention to the news or anything like that, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just found out today that Anne Rice passed away yep. two days ago. A couple days ago. Whoa. Yeah. It's been a. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, all right, so um, let's get into something fucking brutal next. Yep. Since we're all talking about like deaths and being sad, right? Brutalness is coming next. Local brutalness, uh, malignant altar, um, which we're gonna play a song called "Usurping the Pantheon Crown." Dude, the low end on this on this album, it's so fucking good. This is like bow shaking like low end like the how is it just a mixture of everything you can feel it in your gut really i always good. love the description of bowel shake yeah, it, it really it's an apt description for some reason you'll you'll hear it in a second yeah uh let's get into malignant altar this is from the recently released album realms of exquisite morbidity
And that, my friends, was some malignant altar uh, from Houston, Texas, of course, featuring Dauber Beverly on drums, Bo Beasley on guitars. If you remember that name, used to be in uh, Insect Warfare was Dauber, Matt Ailman uh, in Necrofire, as well as Ocean of the Slumber. He's a, the keyboardist in that band. Uh, guitars, uh, Joshua Brokemeyer. Uh, also in Necrofire, as well as vocalist Wilson P. Don't know much about him, but there you go. That's some fucking dirty, dirty fucking death metal from Houston, man. That low end on that album is just tremendous. Yeah. Bow shaking. Yeah. No, I mean, definitely guttural, and especially that producing and putting that bass forward in the mix was nice. Yes. And Dauber's fucking double bass it's like faster than light man it's so fast you barely hear it it's so so good yeah he's, he's a killer band one of my favorite drummers man this not not to blow smoke of somebody that i know and a friend was but really phenomenal drummer he is talented man fantastically talented he's something to see live that's for sure yeah fuck yeah man uh let's see uh what do we have coming up next Oh, okay. Uh, Darkest Mind. Okay. Uh, a band I've never heard of before tonight. I put a call out to our, our metal group, our group chat, which uh, includes me and you, and it includes Dave and Justin, of course, from uh, our other shows. It includes uh, that drummer guy, Josh Runquist. Yep. includes David from that metal podcast. It includes uh, Maurice and and Ben Yaker. From the greatest thing you've never heard podcast, which they have a new episode coming out on at the end of this month that I was involved with. Uh, their hundredth episode comes out, I believe, at the end of December, and I moderated all the members of the podcast. So it was Ben and the original co-host, and then their new co-host, and I moderated like just interviewed him and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. Oh, like a like not a, not a debate? You mean? It wasn't a debate. I didn't moderate. It wasn't. It wasn't a political debate. Okay. But I just sort of kept it all together and just interviewed him. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. Cool. It was fun. Yeah. So uh, check that out when it comes out. And if you've never heard Ben Yaker's podcast, the greatest thing you've never heard, he talks about really obscure bands. Uh, usually they'll talk about an album and then they'll try to do an interview with somebody from that band. Right. I was on an episode last year when we talked about Ludacris, Immaculate Deception. Which is a lot of fun. Right. Really good. All right. So this band that uh, when I reached out to the group, there's a couple of suggestions, but apparently everybody's really digging on this one called Darkest Mind. I've never heard it yet. You've never heard it. Mm-mm. So we're going to check it out uh, like right now and give our first honest review and response. This okay. is almost like George Hates Metal on Metal Geeks. Yeah. Because- We've never heard it. Right. So thanks to Christian and Justin, both of you guys. Uh, let's get into it. This is from the album Oracle of Death. This is the title track of Darkest Mind.
Okay, so that was a Justin pick, right? It was. Uh, Justin and Christian Renner. Okay, cool. Not Jeremy, not Hawkeye. No. Um, the Mr. Forgettable Face, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> have uh, you, real quick, have you watched the Hawkeye series at all? No. It's actually pretty good. Uh, nah. <laughs> all right. I got to watch all the other stuff first. That's right. You're way behind. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember you gave me an assignment to watch all that stuff, and I never did it. <laughs> nope. I didn't think you would. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I was getting serious Watain vibes there. Maybe I'm hearing it wrong or something. No, but, I think so. I mean, I, I, I liked it. I mean, I, I was trying to place who the vocalist reminded me of, and maybe that's why I'm thinking about Watain so much, um, because it does remind me of uh, what's his name, Danielson. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked it. I, and I, you point out that one riff change in the middle, that that key change. Yeah. Um, accelerated riff i like that moment too that was pretty good a nice little uh clean interlude in the middle yeah that was cool too yeah, yeah and it goes right back in, it goes right back into heaviness but it's like a different groove for right. a while and then it yeah. goes back and i liked them yeah i like that keeping it changing up you know never sticking to something to just make the hit you know that's where a lot of being boring that's where a lot of black metal bands for me they get stuck in a, a rat where they just have to play that one two really fast beat the whole time and it's yeah. just like I, and I I like when the bands are able to to get out of that and, yeah. and and try new things. These guys definitely do. I think there's I think there are bands who can write rec- songs that make good use of that just constant attack. But I also feel like you know you, those records are great in the moment sometimes, and you can have a favorite one or two of those records or a couple of those records, and then after you hear it done over and over again, you just get fatigued by it. Where you want something that you know different, and you need something different, and. You know, I think, you know, you're like me with music we listen to in metal. You appreciate like variety within a con within an album, within a song even. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's nice to hear that in black metal, which has been kind of honestly one of the reasons why I think black metal's like had so many, there've been so many good records in that genre this year, because there are more bands who are just kind of doing that these days, you know? I, I agree. I think. 2021 has been a, a stellar year for black metal. Yeah, it's, it's um, definitely. And when we when we do our year end review, year end review, we'll let Justin talk about all those because he's listened to way more than I have. Yeah, and I know a lot of those are probably on his top. So, but but you know, I mean, and I haven't even sussed out my order yet or yep. finalized my what I'm going to put on there. But man, there's so much black metal on there more more than I thought there would be back in January. Interesting, February, you know. So I know my top three. But everything else is a little bit of a a, mi- a mixed match right now. Yeah, it's so it's so. I mean, th- again, I'm saying like you know the same thing I said to start the show. All the shit being released at the in the second half of the year, particularly in the last few months, has really been has proven difficult for just kind of sorting this out because you thought you had your you thought you had an order in your mind or something formal. I think a lot of that has to do with COVID too, because yeah, it put a stop to a lot of things and. New albums was definitely one of them. Yeah. So by the time, you know, they're able to get back to work on stuff, it wouldn't have hit beginning of the year. So it, right. a little bit later this year. So it, it, in that aspect, it does make sense. Yeah. But yeah, there's been a lot of great stuff in the beginning of the year that I didn't want to forget about. So yeah, I mean, there there were good good things in the beginning of the year. It just it really just feels like a seesaw, like where like they just the 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 weight of the amount of releases that came out in the, the second half of the year has just dwarfed the first half so much. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So, uh, Temperance, 
We'll we'll temperance all of our further yeah talk about well our favorites talk about like how power metals had a down year. This is a nice way to end it with this record that came out I think in the beginning of November. Um, I I love this band and a lot of people. It's either a hit or miss thing because they're so vocally oriented. They have like three clean singers in the band. They they don't have any harshes. They just go straight clean singing. We're yeah. gonna be who we are. Italian power metal. And they just have a Speaking really of, great songwriter. Rhapsody of Fire put out a new album this year too. That's right, they I did. Totally forgot about it. Um, and I and I haven't given enough time to no me either to listen to it for sure. Um, but the Temperance album I've been kind of addicted to, and man, they just. It, I will say this: there's always on every single Temperance album, there's always one or I would say one song that's kind of like a cringy, kind of semi-embarrassing song. Oh, really? This is no exception, but it's it's never that bad that you can't look past it and go, well, it's still catchy. And, you know, the rest of the album makes up for it. And the title track of this album, the, the one I want to play today is, uh, um, they did like, not kidding, like eight different versions of this song in different languages. I just, the original that we're going to play is an Italian. It's an Italian. Um, well, it's like half English, half Italian. Um. I wish they would do this more often. I wish they would just sing in Italian more often because it sounds so freaking good. And yeah, this, I mean, this album is just kind of like everything that's, that you can do right about power metal, um, about the style they want to do the, the very heavy vocal vocal style, not, you know, they, they don't really lean too much on guitars. It's all vocals. And, um, some people are going to hate this, but for anyone who has a tolerance for it, I've never heard this yet. Uh, so this this is one of, this is one of their better albums, um, maybe their best album so far. So strong words from uh, a fan of the band. Everyone check this out. So let's check it out. Um, this is what's the album? Uh, Diamante. This is the title track. Title track. Play. All right, let's check it out. Temperance.
All right, dude. Um, that's all you, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I can dig some of that stuff a lot, but um, yeah, I, I, temperance, man. That, I mean, they're you know they are what they are. They're they're going to be a either take it, love it, or you know weave it proposition. I mean, it, it totally makes sense that you're into like uh, you know K-pop and all that stuff because that's very yes, very poppy. I mean, I like pop music too, but you know what? What I appreciate about that song, I guess, in particular, is the the usage of Italian because yeah. you know Italian power metal doesn't often dip into Italian language, no. and sometimes you you're like, why not? It's such a lyrical language. Like you know, I wish they would do that more often. There's a band that I just discovered. I have only heard like one track. They're called Rage of Light. I've heard of that name. It's 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 supposed to be like uh, very K-poppy, but metal. Huh. But they're not. I don't, they're, they're not Korean though. Right. And I was like, oh, Sean would dig that. Okay. I think Christian posted about it in the Metal Geeks Society page on Facebook Maybe on our group. Where I saw it. Yeah. And I was like, I and I played it, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is right up Sean's alley. Huh. Okay, I'm about to check this out. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. So what can you tell me a little bit more about temperance? Um, what else? I mean, well, uh, I mean, consistent lineup over the past three, four albums has been important. I mean, I think they got the right people in place. Uh, Marco and Alicia and, uh, um, Michelle, you know, they're good singers. Um, I, I I think they have the right idea too. I mean, just don't, don't try to fix what isn't broken you know they have they have a good sound going they have fan base growing and yeah they I mean, toward america not, they were going to i think mm. covid i think that i think that derailed it oh, if yeah. i remember right yeah what's what's that yeah or am i thinking of visions of atlantis who are not as good no. i may have been getting them confused they've been around for a long time vision of atlantis yeah interesting all right so I'm going to play you something next. I don't know if you've heard this yet, but Star One has a new album coming out. Um, pre-orders go on sale this Friday, and I'm like chomping at the bit because they're also going to be re-releasing the first two albums in vinyl, which I've never had hmm. with colored vinyl and stuff. I'm like, this is so cool. But um, the new album, uh, Star One, uh, the third album, a little bit of different change because usually um, – what Arian Lukinson was doing with the first two albums, at least he had four vocalists, four main vocalists. Um, uh, and this has different vocalists on almost every song. It's, it feels like an Arian, more of an Arian project than a star one project. Yeah. But, um, I'm going to play a song. It's called the fate of, I think it's the fate of man. Um, the album's called revel in time. Yeah. Fate of man. Uh, every song, of course, you know, is done, is based on a science fiction property, sci-fi TV, movie, book, something like that. This track that we're going to play is, is based on the first Terminator movie. Oh, cool. And I'm not going to tell you who sings on it until you listen to it. Okay. And we're going to talk about that when we get back. But they've been doing, if you follow the Arian web page or Facebook page and all that kind of stuff. They do like these guest the artist type of deal. And uh yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And this is one of the artists that I guessed right. And now I'm gonna let you guess it. Okay. Uh so the album is called Revel in Time. Um 
I'm trying to see if they, oh, they do have a list of guest members so far that have announced. Uh, let's see. Roy Kahn's going to be on it. Tony Martin, Marcelo, Marcelo Bovio, Irene Jansen, uh, Steve Vai, Michael Romeo, Flora Johnson, Jolyn Turner, Bumblefoot, Adrian Vandenberg, Michael Anderson, uh, Jeff Scott Soto was on it, Roth Jennings from uh, Hiken. Adrian Vandenberg's a, a random one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Michael Mills, of course. Yeah. Uh, but what he's doing, he's uh, two versions of the album. Right. Uh, disc one and disc two, same songs, different vocalists on each one. Huh. It's going to be cool. Yeah. Uh, if you, are you, did you ever listen to Star One? Um, I heard that the, whatever the first album was. Okay. Because the, the main, the main four lineup of vocalist was Dan Suano, Damian Wilson, Russell Allen, and Floor Jansen. That was yeah. the four main vocalists. Yeah. So I know Russell's not on this one. Not, not yet. Okay. Dan Suano, they put out a video today. He's like, guess the artist. And everybody's like, it's fucking Dan Suano. It's obvious. <laughs> I'll have to play that little clip. But uh, before we get into that, uh, let's get into um, the brand new track. This is going to be the first track on the album. Uh, this is called uh, Fate of Man from the album Revelant Time. Pre-order start this week. This is Star One. We'll be right back.
that was good fun. That was good fun, wasn't it? <laughs> What'd you think? First time hearing that. I mean, I, I, like I said, I appreciated that it was um, kind of straightforward. That's very straight. Star yeah. One is very straightforward, um, but I do hear a lot of Arian elements in some of the tracks they've released. I haven't heard the whole album yet, of course, but. I mean, it just sounded like a really, you know, uh, nicely put together, progish, power, powerish, yeah. you know, metal, metal tune. I mean, every song, like I said earlier, is based on a sci-fi. This this whole album is based on time travel movies and time travel series. Yeah. And one of the songs is going to be based on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. So. So it's not. You see, he's not like trying to tell a story across an entire album. No. It's just individual. Star slices. One has always been a little bit different. Right. Yeah. So it's cool. She sounded good in it. You're your Brittany Hayes or Slays? Slays. Is yes. it? Yeah. And we heard another track and you're like, I was like, who is that? And of course. I knew. You knew. Roy Khan. Yeah. Tony Martin. Not bad. Roy Khan. Roy is a, it's a very distinct way of pronouncing certain words and it's like unmistakably him. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. There's certain syllables or things, you know, he has Roy Khanisms, I call them. So, Yeah. So I think uh, pre-orders start this week, and I think there's going to be another track released, too. So another album that is uh, in pre-order right now that I'm looking forward to is uh, the new Amorphous album. They they released a song called The Moon, and I think I'm going to – I'm this close. There's a, like a box set version you can pre-order. It comes with the vinyl – the CD it comes with like a flag. It comes with a bunch of different stuff. That's cool, yeah. Uh, it's really cool. So not just like the typical, um, typical release. Adding some stuff in there. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a typical you know pre-orders you can do, but this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I did. I have pre-ordered the new Devin Townsend, the the puzzle and Snuggles. There's like a DVD, the the the, the Blu-ray version of the, just the digipack. Because like they created this this extended movie for the whole album. Hmm. Have you heard any of this? No, it's not metal. I'll tell you that much. It's not metal at all. But I heard him on that on the podcast where he was explaining yeah, all it's, the stuff he, he was doing. He's been so. saying it for the whole time he's working on yeah. it. It's not a metal album. His next album that he's working on will be. But this is what he was feeling during the last year and a half, during right. COVID, the lockdown. Um, there is a couple of heavier moments on it, but it's more, uh, you know, avant-garde, um, you know, like, I don't know. It's, I like it. Um, it's not something I'm going to listen to all the time from him though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'll put it on the background and, and listen to it. So, yeah. Sometimes I, I, I feel like, um, I don't, and I can't quantify it as, uh, as something that could go on my top albums cause it's not, it's not right. Structured in that type of way in my mind. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like the the label avant garde does more harm to a future listener's perception of what they're going to be listening to mm -hmm. than if they just called it like if they just released it without saying anything about it. You know, just be like, yeah, this isn't a metal project. It's just something else. Like, what? Well, describe it. Well, it's kind of avant garde. It's like, ah, pass. <laughs> you know. Sure. Like, I mean, some of these people, and I'm not sure if Mike Patton ever said the word avant-garde. I don't think he ever did. He doesn't really seem the kind of guy to, to do that. But, like, a lot of his stuff got described, his solo stuff got described as avant-garde. And I guess that is the right term for it. 
But if you just said, I don't know, it's just Mike Patton's weird shit. Can you say experimental and ambient? That's what this album is for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's cool because I actually listened to a lot of experimental-ish ambient music and stuff. Check out the album. You might, you might dig it. It's not... It's yeah. a it's a good background working album, you know. What I'm I mean? always down for something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I think. I mean, but just don't go into it. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not deconstruction. It's not right. heavy. It's not. There's elements actually. You know, listening to it, I'm like, oh, there's elements of like impasse album on here, you know. So it's it's very interesting. Yeah. I dig it, but it's not not for everybody. Right. He knows that. Right. He said that even when he before he. Temper your expectations, everybody, because this is not what you want it to be. Have you ever listened to Stephen Wilson's uh, side project called Bass Communion? No. That's like like where he that's where he deposits all his weird kind of mute instrumental only avant garde leanings. Some of that stuff is really cool. I, I I appreciate some of it, and some of it I'm just like, oh, it's, this is probably good that you put this over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, just, it depends. Speaking on what of it is. Stephen Wilson, uh, there's been a couple of new Porcupine Tree songs released. Yeah, have you heard them? I did. I kind of wish I didn't because I'm really, especially with metal, I'm really just anti listening to to tracks ahead of time. Yeah, I I just find it, it, it especially you know the Small of the Sun album is a really good case study because I didn't listen to a goddamn note of that album before it came out. I just, I got the album, like that night the album came out, I'm like, oh, Swallow the Sun, the middle of the night, I listened to that album, and I had an experience with that album. I was just like, oh, this is, I got into, I was in the right headspace for it. Didn't hear anything ahead of time. I don't have that kind of uh, willpower. Well, I didn't with The Blind Guardian because I have to. Well, that's like another year or so. You know, but the, the metal bands are in this fucking bad habit. I'm going to go on a rant on this in the future. This is just a preview. Fucking metal bands need to start smartening up and stop releasing songs like five months ahead of the album release. You're fucking yourself by doing that. You're fucking your, the, the impact that song has. Here's where we get our, and uh, our mature rating. And you're screwing the, the fan enthusiasm that you can drum up. If you just compress the time, and, and I know I'm going to sound obnoxious by saying this because I've only just been listening to this stuff for like half a year. But like pop gets it right. Like even Western pop gets it right. Compress everything down, release the single. And then a couple weeks later, boom, the album or in the same like two week time period like K-pop does like like teaser for the single single music video comes out. A couple of days later, album comes out and everyone gets on board and there's a lot of hype and there's a lot of talk around it. When you are a metal band and you release a music video for a song that's on the band an album that's not going to come out five months from now, four months from now, and that's what metal bands do, that's what most of them are fucking doing, we forget about that music video in the interim. We lose our enthusiasm for that album. And then when the album comes around, we're like, oh yeah, shit, I forgot that was even going to come out. It sucks. Stop. So, so what you're saying is their plan is working backwards. Get, yes. Get me hyped and then deliver immediately. Get me hyped with the video. I, I don't, and then I, get me and then get that album into my fucking hands. And I two. don't know if I'm on this train with you. I I, I think that the, I, for me, I think that the numbers that we see of physical product being sold in places like Korea bears it out. And for a genre that that prides itself on selling physical product, you're you're screwing yourself by not like generating hype in a more intelligent way. It just the metal industry is like 15 years behind like the shit it should be doing when physical product sales keep on declining over time. Like just 
they got to get with it, and it's and it sucks, especially with streaming these days. I mean, it's, you know, we, we listen to these albums when they come out in midnight. Now we don't line up to the stores to go get them. Yeah. So you know, you're waiting for your pre-order to come in like a week late because they're always late, and you're listening to this album on midnight. But you know, that's if you remember to listen to it. Uh, yeah, the small of the sun study was, or the 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 example that came out. I mean, you know, that was such a eye-opening moment for me. I was like, this sounds so. I mean, I'm so glad I didn't hear anything about it. I'm so glad I didn't listen to a preview track. It just the impact was more that way. I don't know. All right, can I, over. can I can I help you down off your soapbox? Yeah, you, you're right. You're I, a couple steps I'm gonna, down. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna write about this. I think next year because it's it's been. Something, you should. It's, it's been something that's growing in my irritation. I don't like. I said I don't know if I I agree it to a certain point with you, but I don't know if I agree completely because I like singles to get me excited for an album. I do too, the, I, the and especially is there's if there's too much time between the album and the single. A lot of them, yeah. Like okay, so the amorphous comes out in De- in February. Um, I'm not sure when the star one February 18th. Okay. So they started probably two months ago. So that is a four months period, but for a band that you're really into for me, it's not affecting it, but that's just me when they're, they're going to go pre-orders this week and release a new song. That's a good time to do that. When Amorphous did pre-orders, they released a song in in a video. So that makes sense when they start pre-orders, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But, now this will be the third song on a, on an eleven track uh, album that they're going to release ahead of time. That's a little weird too. A good example is that Stephen Wilson album. We were just talking about Stephen Wilson. Yep. He released five singles before the album came out. Oh yeah. And like by the time the album came out, you had already heard half the album. You already sort of had your mind made up about because you know it's half the album you already released. You're already yeah. like, uh, I guess I guess the record's going to be one of those pass records for me. And it just sucked because, like, when the album did come out, you were just it, the the. I remember just feeling like, "Oh, this is out finally. All right, fuck. Well, I guess I'll listen to it." Yeah, that's not how you should feel. That's not how I, like you know someone who considers himself a fan of someone should feel on release day. You know. Yeah, I agree. So, different subject. Let's move away from that. Uh, we watched the we watched the trailer for a video game. That just got announced last week. Oh, yeah, at, Hexen. No. <laughs> which what Hexen? It looked like sort of. Yeah. It's it, it's okay. So. Uh, it, re- it was announced uh, at the Video Game Awards, and I was watching it, and there was the world premiere. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I was st- stupidly excited for this game called Metal Hellsinger, right? Uh, so the description, uh, the developers describe it as a rhythm-based first-person shooter where one's ability to shoot on the beat will enhance your gameplay experience. The more you are in sync with the rhythm, the more intense the music will become and the more destruction you will cause. So it's basically, uh, it looks like doom, Mm -hmm. but very metal. Yeah. Uh, it features, uh, Matt Heafy, arch enemies, Alyssa white gluts, glutes, uh, singer from ginger Bjorn's on it from soil work. Dark Tranquility is Michael Stan, Black Crown Initiate, James Dorton. That's the only people they've announced so far. And the track in the video, the trailer, is uh, Randy Blythe from Land of, Lamb of God. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm not a big Lamb of God fan, but got to admit, he's a, he's a pretty killer vocalist. Yeah, he's good, yeah. Um, 
and it totally works. I think the music's all original, but it's just different vocalists doing shit. I'm excited for it. That sounds cool. Yeah, no, it, it looks fun. Looks cool, yeah. Um, I mean, you can tell in the game where you're you're shooting and then like jumping to the beat to the to the rhythm of the music. That's great. It reminded me of when I used to play Quake Three Team Arena, and my soundtrack to it was always Motorhead's Overnight <laughs> Sensation. <laughs> there you go. That album was like perfect for it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I love when uh, there's rhythm-based bands that have more metal in it. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing the hell out of my Oculus. I'm uh, sorry. I'm not calling it a fucking meta. Um, oh, is that what they're calling it now? It's like the meta quest. I'm like, oh. fuck that, no. <laughs> uh, this game, uh, I've been trying. To, you need to try one round before you leave tonight. It's uh, called Ragnarok. So it's a rhythm-based drum game, basically. So imagine you're a Viking in a ship. You're controlling a ship. You have a Viking ship. You have people rowing. And... There's these four big drums right in front of you. You have these big hammers, like like Mjolnir hammers, right? And these runes come down, like Guitar Hero, and you have to hit them on the beat. Okay. So, but the, the thing about the game is the soundtrack is awesome. Uh, it has like Glory Hammer and hmm. Nanowar of Steel and all these metal and a lot of bands that I'd never heard of before. They're really cool. But the game is really easy, super easy. And they tell you how to fucking do it on their website, how to add new tracks. Hmm. And there's a website that people release music for it. So I've downloaded downloaded a bunch of uh, Sabaton, Power Wolf, Serion, a bunch of different music is on there. Cool. Uh, so you'll have to try it out. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's called Ragnarok, and it's a great idea for a game. It it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I totally supported them. I think as soon as it came out the Oculus, I'm like, yeah, I'm buying this. Yeah, um, really cool. I wish they, if they released DLC, I'd buy that from them too. You know, right? More metal. It's more metal video games is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So, what are we gonna do next? What are we gonna do next? That's why I was asking you. I sort of feel like this episode is us kind of scrambling to clear the decks of everything in 2021. I mean, this whether we like it or not, the year is, we're, we're a couple weeks out from this being over. And a couple weeks from now, we're going to be talking about our best of stuff. Yeah, the next episode will be our best of. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> this is it. It comes out, and then I, I'll be out of town, and then we're, we're trying to figure out, again, how the sausage is made, if we're going to do a live version of it. Because I know we always, we're going to do a live version of the Metal Geeks podcast where we talk about our favorite movies and video games and stuff like that but we will touch upon metal there too so i'm trying to see how we're going to do it maybe we'll do geeks is better suited to live yes whereas msr cast uh, you know is is always more of an intense discussion but what i want to do yes what i want to do is i i think i want to do a lot try a live stream with it and invite more people on and, and maybe not even play music just discussions of the albums. That's usually what we do for the best. Yeah. Of. We don't really play any music. So we're going to talk about that and yeah. we'll, we'll make an announcement. If we do something, there'll be an event page and all that kind of stuff. We yeah. just got to, you know, get everybody scheduled together and we'll talk about that. But yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have a couple tracks left on this episode. Uh, this is the band that was uh, introduced to me by Justin on the last Metal Geeks podcast. 
last week. He's like, we could we spend we spend a lot of time talking about metal bands and stuff like that. There's this band called Anomaly. It's spelled A N O M A L I E, so Anomaly, basically. Yeah. Uh, he described it. Dude, he, he said, "Carrie, this is like doom metal meets enslaved." I was like, "All right, you had me at doom metal." Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's check it out. The album is called Trance Formation. Uh, and each track starts with trance, so it's trance one, two, three, four, five. Um, but this track we're going to hear is Cerulean Sun, and this features uh, the vocalist from Rotting Christ in this song, cool. too. Yeah. So let's check it out. This is Anomaly, and uh, we'll be right back.
And we're back to something. <laughs> from to something. Some, from something. Uh, that was Anomaly. Yeah. Anomaly, whatever. Uh, Cerulean Sun, Trance 5, from the album Transformation. It's sort of cheesy, but... Yeah. It's a uh, that song is the least enslaved y slave enslavey enslaved uh track on the album. <laughs> enslavedy enslavey. Oh, it's an adjective. Enslavey. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's a less doomier track on the album, but it's yeah. it's cool. It has the, the singer from Rotten Christ on it. It's interesting. It's very different. It, it, yeah, it had instrument interesting elements to it. Yeah. But yeah, you I mean they definitely have a very strong enslaved bent yeah like a modern enslaved sound you know which i do not mind which i i could be i can go either way with on that to be honest yeah yeah i know you're weird that's okay (laughs) um i want to talk about we're going to be talking about our top 20 soon so i sort of want to talk about um albums that are coming out that we're looking forward to a little bit just just to touch upon you want to do that? I mean, I, I don't even know the names of these albums. I, I mean, you know, New Amorphous, New Blind Guardian. That's all I can think about right now. I can't really think about anything else. In the past, uh, I'm, I'm looking at a that. list right now. Um, in January, we have Tony Martin. Ash of the Various has a new album coming out. Battle Beast. Um, Dawn of Solace. I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of tracks I've heard, I'm like, eh. Waiting to hear the... The full entirety. What was the last Dawn of Solace record? It was the before the pandemic, right? January twenty twenty. Um, I think I seem to remember that. Waves twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. It was right before the pandemic. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think you're right. January last year. Uh, Lawnmower Deaths have a new album coming out, hmm. uh, which is surprising. Uh, George Corpse Grinder Fisher has a solo album coming out. We're just we're just talking about it. One of the songs about is going to be about him going to Target to buy Pokemon for his kids. Yeah, I, I'd be I'd listen to that track. I'm yeah. sorry, I would. And if he does a song all about um, which game does he play? Wow, is it is the World of Warcraft still it's one of those MMOs? Right? Maybe. Yeah, it might be uh, that. If he does a track about that, I'd I'd be in for that. Yeah, sure. Do a whole album about it, dude. Go for it. It's his solo it, album, exactly. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Mystic Circle have a new album out. Persephone, I like them. Uh, Venom Prison, I have a new album. So this is already in February, February eleventh. New Amorphous, still looking forward to that. Uh, new Voivod too. I heard uh, a new track from Voivod. It sounds really good. Uh, Annihilator Metal Two. I'm not really looking forward to that. <laughs> that was sort of like they. He sort of like re recorded it i don't know yeah that's the one that has like dave lombardo on it right. now and I'm like okay uh immolation have a new album coming out night rage and then star one on the 18th a legion have a new album at the end of the month uh hammerfall have a new album that same day as well as scorpions and shape of despair that's gonna be a good day for music man yeah that's what i'm saying and unfortunately there's a guns and roses ep coming out That'd be interesting. Uh, next week is Crowbar and Sabaton, and then you have Wolves at the oh, sort of Wolves at the Throne Room. You have to get Wolves at the Gate before you get to the Throne Room. Apparently, I don't know. Uh, 
Dark Funeral have a new album out. Eric Wagner's In the Lonely Light of Morning comes out March 22nd. Uh, as soon as America USA uh, pre-orders go live, I'm definitely going to pre-order that. There's European versions out now, but right. shipping is fucking killer. That's all I got to say. Uh, let's see what else. Dynasty has a new album, Depressed Mode. James Labrie, Porcupine Tree, Tit So Far. Some good stuff in the beginning of the year. I'm I'm looking forward to the band who I have no idea about releasing something that blows me away. Uh, there's going to be a lot of those, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm really looking forward to. Is I'm sure there'll be a lot of those. That unknown band, you know, the black metal band, <laughs> whatever they are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, let me know. Uh, what do you think of our new format of, of just playing a song and then talking and then playing a song and then talking again? What do you think of that? Um, oh, I just thought we were doing it for tonight <laughs> because we were disorganized tonight. Oh, I thought we were going to do it as a new, as a new format. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how it works. Our, you know, the, I, there is a value to the the, the three song block format that we usually do. Yeah, but I, I can see where that could get boring because somebody right. will. I don't want to hear more songs. I want to hear you guys talk about right. stuff or whatever. I I could see both 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 points. So. Yeah. If you liked it, let us know. Uh, if you hated it, let us know. MSRcast at gmail.com, yeah. at MSRcast on all the socials. Uh, let us know. We want to hear your opinion. Email is going, it sucked. <laughs> well, you know, if it sucks and you didn't like it, I mean, it's not that different. It's not like we completely yeah. change formats. I mean, I think sometimes we do two songs, like little two yeah, song chunks. Yeah, two songs, yeah. yeah. So it's not that different. yeah. Who's going to email us? <laughs> Who communicates by email? Uh, people, well, if you want, snail mail us. I'll give you our address, our yeah. P.O. box. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> that would be something. In the entire time I've, I've run the Metal Pigeon, I've only gotten one piece of physical mail. Oh, really? From a guy who sent me his, his band demo. Or his first, I was actually his first album from France. Wow. He mailed it to me. <laughs> I was got this envelope from France. I'm like, what the fuck? I used to get that stuff all the time yeah. uh, when I was doing the fanzine. I mean, before the internet was what it is now, we would get physical promos. Even if you wanted physical promos now, labels just won't do them. No. Not gonna, they don't make them. No, they don't. Yeah. So it's just like, that was a weird one. I was just like, whoa. If every once in a while, they might send you like the album or something, but yeah. they're not going to send like a promo cardboard cutout before to even out do, do street teams still exist remember street teams i i don't know if you're a member of a street team for any organization let us know like what email what, us what at msrcast do? at gmail.com like how many people are in the street team when you guys talk regularly i remember being a part of street teams and yeah arrow they, they were you know they had the best intentions back even back in the day but they were disorganized i we should do an msrcast street team yeah, just like, we get the word on the street, man. Put these flyers up on Bill. <laughs> just stand with a bullhorn on the edge of your <laughs> on an intersection on light poles. and just talk about the show. Yeah, that's our street team. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hang out and talk about stuff, though, metal and uh, video games and all that cool stuff, uh, find us on the Metal Geek Society group in, over on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on our website at metalgeeks.net. Uh, msrcast.com uh, search for msrcast or metal geeks on all your podcasting places including spotify and 
Apple Music and Stitcher and all those places. We're all there. Check it out. Let your friends know about it. Um, let us know. I really love getting messages and, and correspondence from people that say that they found some of their new favorite music from us or they discovered something from listening to us. That's what really keeps me going. Um, it's amazing to hear that kind of stuff. And we've had a lot of that stuff this year. Mm-hmm. It's just people reaching out and saying, hey, I discovered this band for you guys or you know, uh, your discussion about this was, was exactly right or you guys are fucked up here. You're totally wrong. Um, it, it's just fun to interact with you guys. And we, that's what we want in the next year is interaction. So yeah. again, MSRcast at gmail.com, MSRcast on all the socials at metal geeks on all the socials, uh, at metal pigeon on all the socials. Yep. Or the metal pigeon, the metal pigeon at the metal pigeon on the socials. Check out the metal pigeon.com. Uh, for all Sean's an amazing writer. He really is. And, Every single article that he puts out, it just amazes me about he he articulates what I think and puts it down to paper or in this case, computer. But I'm better at uh, writing than I am at speaking. I'm sure people who listen to this podcast have figured that out. <laughs> no, you're, <laughs> More you're good at both, dude. I have this. I have a because but the, it's actually the 10 year anniversary in um, what's today? The 13th. Yep. So in four days, it'll be the 10-year anniversary of the Metal Pigeon. Wow. So I'll have a, a special post going up on that day. Well, maybe a little bit before, but anyway, it's close enough. What year did <laughs> you join the show? 2014, but so, the, the Metal Pigeon started in 2011. Yeah. All right. So yeah, 10 years of the Metal Pigeon. Well, congrats, man. Yeah. It's, I can't believe it. <laughs> I know, right? I really didn't think I would be doing this for 10 years. I, I, I was thinking about it. I started the, all the, this this whole umbrella thing, MSR cast, mainstream resistance, everything that started uh, back in 97. Yeah. I'm like, shit, it's yeah. almost 25 years of doing it's this stuff. Crazy. Yeah. It means I'm getting old, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, I was looking for something to do. Um that it was thinking about it and like my mom passed and I'm like, you know, I want to devote my time into something productive, productive something yeah. that I love and that was metal. So there you go. I created a fanzine. I, and then, I, I mean, I started the metal pigeon just cause I got all the communities, the forums that I was a part of as yeah. in metal, they were just disintegrating. The community was drifting apart and no one was paying attention to opinions. And, and then even when you would have like a discussion, like an active discussion, your opinion would get lost in the shuffle. And I was right. like, I, need a place to talk my i have my opinion stand out so i was like well i guess the only thing i can do is create my own thing and now you've created like this whole fandom for you man yeah i mean it's, it's small, cool but it's it's there <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter small but persistent our fandom is small here too yeah. i mean i'm not gonna lie i mean yeah i got uh people have been reading that site for like almost the entire time i've been doing it. see that's amazing that's yeah, that's, that's what we do it for yeah we do it because people are out there we want that interaction we want to know that you actually are yeah participating and enjoying the show that's kind of all the, the entire point of the metal pigeon is just like i just kind of want to help you listen to music that i think is cool there you go <laughs> and maybe you'll think that's why cool we do too. this that's, show too yeah that's the only thing i really want to get out of it <laughs> so uh i think that wraps it up um nothing else when you got to say um, tune in uh, for our next episode. It's either going to be live or not live. We don't know yet. No, nope. it's going to be our 2021 year in review. Yeah, 
We usually it's it's basically our top albums of the year. Um and before we usually don't put like numbers on it, but we put numbers on it. Yeah. We always end up putting numbers on it. I mean, after, I do. After 10, it's sort of like nebulous and you know, so Why well, I'm just warning I mean, again, I always you know me, I only do 10. You guys will be past 10 and I'll just be sitting We'll do our 25 probably and then our top 25 <laughs> yeah. honorable mentions or something. I don't know. Top 25 <laughs> Top 100 honorable mentions. <laughs> if you haven't checked out that drummer guy's uh, top 100, he's already put that I out. I saw that, man. I was like, oh my God. I discovered some new stuff from that. I, I go and listen. I'm like, I've never heard that until I listen to it. Yeah. Uh, there's some good stuff, man. Um, Odd Dimensions, a pretty killer proggy Super like keyboardy proggy band, but very rock vocals. I dig that. Yeah. Um, actually, I've got to talk about this one band. Dave turned us on to Doctor Colossus. Um, oh yeah. So it's this Australian stoner doom band, yeah. but all their music is based on Simpsons episodes. Yeah. And it's not like over the top, like Oakley Doakley type stuff. Um, but there's a song called like Lard Lad. But the the new album, <laughs> I ha- we're gonna play it. But I I used to have to talk about it. The new album is called "I'm a Stupid Moron with an Ugly Face and a Big Butt, and my butt smells, and I like to kiss my own butt." <laughs> What's the abbreviation for that? I mean, come on. Oh man, it's a great title. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's great. But you know what else is a great title? Moonflowers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Swallow the Sun, brand new album, Moonflowers. I love this album. I love how they. I love that they did a secondary version of all orchestrated versions of the album that they put out before the album. They put out these singles of the orchestrated versions of the songs that hadn't come out yet. I love that they that did that. That was a creative promotional tool yes. right there. And, and the fact that the... The or you know the it was this trio classical yep, trio the Knox trio yeah and they recorded it in this old church they they really because a lot of times these albums come out and the bonus disc is just instrumental versions of the album and you're kind of like that's yep. cool but also boring at the same time yeah what they did was almost reinterpretations of the songs on the album and when you listen to them they're actually really different from what you I, hear on their I, album I told Miko that um, at work one day when I was really getting into the album. I have the speaker set up, right? And I had some users coming in and I had the orchestrated orchestral version of this of the album on repeat. Just just it's something I could listen to there, you know what I mean? And it's cool. I was like, Oh, I'm dealing with people now and hey, let me fix your computer while Swallow the Sun plays in the background, you know what yeah. I mean? It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a good time. Uh yeah. So, Swallow the Sun interview is next, and then our year in review will be early in 2022, as we normally do. I can't believe it's already the end of the year, man. It's crazy. But uh, thanks a lot for hanging out with me again, Uh, Mr. Metal Pigeon, Mr. The Pigeon. The Pigeon. The Metal, The Pigeon. Um, As always, we have one last thing we have to say. Keep it metal. Indeed.
Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.